0: Hey, wee doggies, it's rodeo season. I'm not talking about the cow with the cows and the steers and the horses. I'm talking about fishing rodeo season is upon us. Good luck to those contestants fishing in today's uh, Dolphin Island over at the Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. I think it's their 89th annual event. And they've got, by the way, they've reinstituted the shark categories. Four species tiger, bull, hammerhead, and the black tip. So if you're going to be going over that way, uh, make sure you stop by what they call the Killer Dock. It's a special rack that's going to be displaying the sharks to allow the spectators to get a really good view. Looks like the weather condition is going to be good for that rodeo, and we got a lot of rodeos coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'll get to some of those on our outdoor calendar. We'll also get to some live fishing reports. Uh, we have those come in all across the coast, and we're going to be asking you for your personal reports if you've been fishing had a good trip and want to share it with some of our listeners we invite you to do that along with your comments your questions to our text board and by the way <clears throat> I have a question for you this this morning when you finally get that fish you've been fighting to break the surface what species is it you just hate to see whether it's freshwater saltwater offshore uh, doesn't have to be louisiana any of the gulf waters or any really of the waters of the world that one fish You've been fighting it, you're all excited, and then when you see it come up, you go, oh, no. Which one is it? That text number is 504-260-1870. Unfortunately, we cannot take your photographs. Send those to me on my website, which is dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and we'll take a look at them there. All right, we have a couple of more boating under the influence cases to tell you about. It was actually parlayed into a marijuana bus. That's our bad boy, the outdoors feature, coming up a little bit later on. We continue our Louisiana Red Snapper watch, uh, the harvest, through July 3rd. Now, this is just before the 4th of July weekend. We uh, The real-time landings collection program says that 348,778 pounds, which would represent 44% of the entire quota, the allocation for this year, which is a little over 809,000, has been caught through July 3rd. So that's about 44%. I would think by now we're at least halfway or maybe more. So we'll see how much further past the Labor Day season it'll extend. I guess a lot has to do with the tropical weather in the Gulf, how many fishermen can get access to them. But it's been a good year for Red Snapper. Hope you've had a chance to get out and get some. My Red Snapper trip was phenomenal. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Went on the charter boat Cougar out of the Delta Marina down there, and we'll be talking to Mitch Juricich a little bit later on. Uh, something else that has happened this summer all too frequently, uh, too many boating accidents and fatalities on the water. I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown to tell you about them and maybe serve as a reminder to be extra cautious on the water. The water's a place for fun but it can also be extremely dangerous. By the way, something that snuck up on <laughs> me, I just realized, uh, in two weeks we're going to be celebrating the anniversary of the 33rd year of doing this show, and the following week we'll begin our 34th year, of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Our coastal Marine forecast, if you're getting ready to jump in the boat and head out, Not a bad look. Offshore, the winds are going to be a little shifty here today. They're going to start off light out of the north and then eventually get around to the southeast, but only 5 to 10 knots. Expect a 2-foot sea offshore. And for tomorrow, uh, pretty much the same, but it'll be out of the southeast, 5 to 10, 2-foot seas. On the inside today, there'll be a northwest wind becoming southerly. And it's light, five to ten, smooth conditions. And then tomorrow, beautiful wind, southeast at only five, some nice, smooth, slick conditions. Average tide range, it's rocking and rolling, 1.6. That's a lot of water moving in and out, and phenomenally, the Mississippi River has finally done it. It has dropped at the New Orleans gauge below three feet, and holding steady there. And that is some really good news for extreme southeast Louisiana fishermen. So there it is. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And whatever else pops up, send us your text at 504 260 187 And when we come back, we're going to talk to Robbie Campo, get an update on St. Bernard Paris fishing at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're taking a poll of you listeners this morning. What is the one fish you hate to see come up from the deep after you've been fighting it? 504-260-1870, and I've uh, got some coming in already. We'll get to those in a minute. But right now we're going to talk to Robbie Campo because a lot of people are getting ready to put their boats in the water and head out there and fish the Shell Beach area, and Robbie's got the info for you. Hey, Robbie, what fish is it when you pull it up you just hate to see it?
1: About a ten-inch red snapper.
0: <laughs> you hate to see, because you got to well, let it go. Because huh? it's not
2: legal. You got to let all right. it
0: go, Or <laughs> right. one it's with, or one with no body. You know, after the shark or, gets it, or, or it, just
2: it, the head. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have to yeah. be
0: sixteen inches if a shark gets it? What's left? You
2: know? <laughs> uh, that I'm not sure
1: about. I will tell you. I don't know how that would fly. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, Don. We had a we had a decent week around here. Um, you know, it caught some, you're still catching some redfish in the lake here on the eastern shoreline of Lake Barn, fishing the cuts and drains along the eastern shoreline, going from Janky's going from, uh, Reef, going down to, uh, to Marlowe and Sue and, you know, Pedro, a little by, you know, going down that whole, grand, all the way down to Granny to buy Biloxi. they um, are still catching some redfish over there. And, uh, and guys who's fishing trout, um, they got plenty of whites mixed in them. Over on the – over in that, uh, in that Lawson Bay area, over, you know, that eastern side, uh, Bluffy Marsh, um, catching – you know, they're catching a lot of trout over there. It's just – you know, they start – you know, as soon as you get them going, you get – you know, the white, the white trout start getting up in it. And, you know, but look, white trout eat too. So, I mean, they're doing good along the long rocks and the short rocks. Um, the islands have been okay uh out by central wasn't all that great yesterday um had one guy catching them but everybody that fished around them wasn't get them so that was that was kind of off out there but the good news is the river has gone down way low down and you know um that opens up you know a lot of territory for people that like to fish Croix island that wants to go fish iron bank stone island Lonesome Island, you know Telegraph Point, and you know uh, Battle Door Reef, and they have been catching some fish over there in that area. Kind of spreads your boats out a little bit, so everybody's not just jammed up on the Long Rocks or or Comfort Island or White Log Lake or you know Dry Bread Island. So this here gives you more options of where you where you think you might want to go. And you know, look, river's low. You got to take advantage of it and go that way and try it because they've been catching fish over there. So um, I, I would have to say. If I was going to go fishing this morning, I think I might I might go give that a shot.
0: Yeah, it all sounds good. You know, uh, you mentioned all those spots on the interior marsh where the Reds are showing up. You know, I saw the report from uh, the Star Tournament. You know, we were talking about nobody has claimed the tagged Redfish yet, but there were, at last count, at least seven that have been caught, but people without the tickets. You call them that guy. Well, there's seven of that guy. <laughs> that caught a tag red and wasn't signed that, up. That so is absolutely awesome. correct. That they is missed out on correct. trucks and boats and campers and everything like that. And one of them was caught in your area. So I don't yeah, know if they, they released is, it live or if the, there may be more there, I'm sure. I,
1: I, know of, I know of six that I know of. So, um, yeah, you know, you know, we're a way station for Star Tournament. Don't, don't – I always say this, don't be that guy, but there was seven of those guys already, or six or seven of those guys already, um, and, and you don't want to be that guy. So get entered and get your entry and, you know, go fish this thing. I mean, look, if you if you catch it, you know, instant truck or, or RV or boat or whatever. So, yeah, don't be that guy.
0: Get it. It's easy enough. Well, Robbie, anything else before you go? Bait situation good?
1: Bay situation looks great so far, Don. we got we got plenty of live shrimp left, so if you're coming down this way, hook the left at the bridge and come on down to see us, and we'll be ready for you.
0: All right. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate it as always, and uh, talk to you next week.
1: Okay, Don. Talk to you later.
0: Bye-bye. All righty, Robbie Campo, go see him. He's down at Shell Beach at Campos Marina. All right, we're getting some uh, text messages in. Let's see, we got uh, a lot of these people telling me the, the fish they hate to see. <laughs> well, we'll get to those. Uh, here's a question that came in uh, early from the River Rat. Uh, are cypress trees protected? I see a lot of them being cut on the Tickfar River. Thanks to River Rat. Uh, River Rat, I can tell you this, uh, we do have a scenic rivers program, which covers oh, just about every natural waterway in Louisiana. And along those banks there are certain protections that are afforded uh, to, to cypress all trees and in fact just about everything that's there. But as far as on private property um, I guess it's up to the landowner. I, I don't know of anything that would be a ban on just taking a cypress tree if someone's got it on their property. But maybe somebody else will know. But as far as on the Tickfar River, that is part of the scenic river system and I think that probably would be in violation. All right, here's another text. I remember watching a TV show 25 years ago about a guide out of the Cameron area. He was fishing the lower Sabine River, catching doormat flounders. The guide had a figure-eight method for landing the flounder. Any idea who this was? That's from another one of our regulars, the worm. Well, worm, uh, that figure-eight method, I know what he's talking about. And a flounder is probably the hardest fish to get into a net. Uh, Because they got the small bony mouth, they shake that hook and they come in like they're worn out and as soon as they see that net, they make that quick shake and and get away a lot of times and they're very difficult to flip in the boat. As far as who that was, if it was 25 years ago and on TV, I would think that's Cajun Phil Broussard. Uh, He was about the only one on TV in that area 25 years ago. So. I'm pretty sure that would be him. All right, text messages are welcome, 504-260-1870. What's that one fish when it breaks the water you just hate to see it? Robbie had a good one, a 10-inch red snapper because it's got to be released. We'll be back, and I'm going to run down some of the boating fatalities that have taken place in Louisiana this summer, and you won't believe the extent of them. Be careful if you're headed out there. We'll be right back. This is The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, it's summertime, and a lot of boaters are out there in the water. And, uh, unfortunately, we have had uh, quite a series of boating accidents and fatalities here in Louisiana this summer, kind of recapping it back on May 28th uh, at St. John Parish near Bayou Chevril. It was a 52-year-old Thibodeau man's body was recovered after, for unexplained reasons, he jumped out of a moving boat and did not resurface. Uh, just three days later, May 31st, A 31-foot boat in Lake Pontchartrain carrying six passengers sunk in Lake Pontchartrain. Five of the passengers had PFDs on, were rescued from the water. One man uh, could not get his PFD on correctly. He was from California, if I'm not mistaken, first time he was ever in a boat, and he unfortunately drowned. A week later, June 8th, there was a missing boater's body recovered in the Mississippi River near Baton Rouge after his 16-foot boat sank. Uh, June 27th in Livingston Parish near the Blind River at Lake Maura uh, Three men drowned. Uh, no PFDs on any of the three. Two went in, got in trouble. The other one went in to save them, and unfortunately all three lost their lives. No personal flotation devices. Fourth of July, 17-year-old Madison Bradley of Slidell uh, was knocked off the bow of a, a party barge when it hit a wake, Uh, Same location, Blind River, in Livingston Parish in Lake Maurepas, and the operator of that boat, David Crow of Denham Springs, was charged for a vehicular homicide, operating a vessel while impaired, and reckless operation of a vessel, and was booked into the Livingston Parish Jail. He was our bad boy story last week. Uh, Then on July 10th, a 51-year-old man uh, crossed Lake in Caddo Parish. Uh, He had on a PFD when he went into the water, but it didn't deploy uh, it was one of those ones that you pull the cord and the, the CO2 inflates it. Uh, there was another passenger that went in the water. His worked, and he was saved. And Wildlife and Fisheries uh, put out a, a notice to, ins- if you're going to be wearing one of those type PFDs, inspect it, read the instructions, make sure you install all the components correctly, and be aware that not only do they lose their charge over time, they can also expire. Uh, I Believe me, when it comes to your life, I don't trust those type. They're very comfortable. They're very lightweight. They don't restrict your movement. They're, they're not as hot as some of the traditional ones, but I, I just don't trust them. They've got the little tube that you can blow it up if that fails, but I'm told those don't work very well either, so I'm, I just believe in a conventional PFD. Way too many fatalities, people's lives being lost, families, tragedies occurring, Uh, Please, be safe when you're out there. And there's been an abnormally high number of uh, boating under the influence, too, and that doesn't help the situation. All right, be safe out there on the water. Let me get back to our text lines. We're asking you this morning, what is that one fish when it comes up you hate to see? Here's one says, good morning, Don, without a doubt, hardhead or stingray? Yeah, that's two of the common culprits. And we have another one that says stingrays. And uh, let's see, we got one. Another one says, without a doubt, the hardhead and a stingray. And then we had one that uh, felt a heavy tug, pulled up a garfish, one twist, broke my line. After losing three lines, I gave up. Yep, a garfish, unless you have it hooked properly and have the right terminal tackle, uh, you're going to miss them every time. All right, here's one uh, question. I was wondering, how does Scout turn the radio on to listen to all things legal? He must be one smart horse. Now, to fill you in on what this listener's is talking about, I have a, a rescue Mustang horse. I've had him for decades. His name is Scout. Uh, he lives in the back in the pasture. And uh, in the barn, I have a radio. And it stays on constantly on the station that carries this program and the one I just mentioned. So it, it's on 24-7. So he doesn't have to turn it on and off or, or dial. In fact, he's not allowed to. He can't get to that. But he may be back there listening to us right now. Good morning, Scout. (laughs) Hope you're listening. All right, Jeff and Gonzalez. His worst nightmare fish to see is the gaff top, a.k.a. a snot shark. That's a good one. I've never heard him call that. But if you're familiar with the old gaff top, it's like a hardhead catfish on steroids. It's much bigger, uh, and it's got just this amount of slime. You'll, You'll know because the slime comes up your line before you see the fish in a lot of cases, and they're much bigger than a hardhead. Some people really like to catch them. They say they're good to eat just like a freshwater catfish, but uh, I find I've tried it, and I find that they're a little strong, and I'm not really too, too keen on them. All right, here's one. we got some more questions coming in. 504-260-1870, what is the one fish, and if you can narrow it down to one, what is the one you just hate to see when it comes up? You kind of go, ah, ah, well, another one of these. All right, we'll be back to talk to you more about that. Also, run down the rodeo scene. Boy, we got some fishing rodeos coming up at the end of the month. If you want to take part in them, we'll tell you where and what they're all about. Coming up next on the Outdoors with Tom Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, taking a look back at our text message board. That's 504-260-1870. Uh, let's see, where did we leave off? Uh, this one says, uh, is it legal to release fish from my pond back into the wild? Now, I'm thinking you're talking about regular pond fish like brim, bass, catfish. Sure, that is. Now, there are some fish that are prohibited from uh, either possessing them or releasing them or putting them into water, and that would be the tilapia. You know, those are farm fish, and you've got to have a permit for that. Uh, carp, now there are some carp that, uh, like the koi, you know, those ones that you see in ponds, and the common carp and goldfish, those are accepted. Uh, Freshwater electric eels and all the members of the swamp eels, those snakeheads, the walking catfish, and, of course, uh, no piranha. (laughs) You can't deal with piranha. And uh, also the, the Rio Grande, the cichlids, and those are an invasive species. They're kind of pushing out our natural brim. Uh, they're good to eat, they're, they're bigger, they're, they're pretty feisty, but uh, you cannot release those live anywhere, even if you catch one. Uh, that and the silver carp, you are not supposed to release it. It's actually illegal. You can just, even if you don't want it, uh, just throw it up on the bank and uh, let, it, let it perish and be recycled. All right, let's see, we got uh, another one here. Let's see, still on the left coast, listening on the web. Uh, question, how many snapper heads can you keep after the shark takes a share. Love the throats. No boudin, no biscuits. It's too early here. That's our Lafayette yacker. How many snapper heads? I would think you would come under the same limit, uh, whether they're heads, uh, and they got a 16-inch minimum, so I guess you got to have at least 16 inches. But I know where you're going because a lot of people love those throats. There's a lot of good meat on a snapper throat, and the shark doesn't usually get that part. Sometimes he gets the whole thing. But uh, that would be my take, is it would, you'd have to have the 16-inch minimum to keep it, and you're still going to be limited to your three. All right, uh, we're going to pause here for our stations to identify themselves and we come back, get back to the text message board, and run down that rodeo picture for you all coming up. But first, we'll let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, rodeos coming up at end of the month. Boy, well, we got them. Fauxpas is going to be taking place in Venice. That's July 27th through 30th. That's the Invitational. It's a great one down there at the Venice Marina. Uh, same weekend, July 28th through the 30th, the oldest fishing rodeo in the country. That started in 1928. That is the Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo. And uh, I talked to the past president, David Cresson of CCA, and this year's president is Cynthia Lee Shang, the daughter of uh, Sheriff Harry Lee of Jefferson Parish. She is this year's president, and they're all fired up. Grand Isle's kind of rebuilt after Hurricane Ida and ready to go, so they'll have that international tarpon rodeo. And uh, also that weekend, July 29th through the 31st, the 45th annual Mobile Big Game Fishing Club's Ladies' Day Tournament that's going to be headed down there in uh, Alabama. So we've got a full scale, scale of rodeos in two weeks, and then down the road we got some more of the Empire South Pass, and we'll probably talk to Mitch Juricich about that because it's at his marina at Delta. All right, uh, they said, you know, I've identified uh, Cajun Phil on. You know, it could have been Terry Shaughnessy of Hackberry. That, Terry Shaughnessy is Kirk Stansel's, father-in-law, and he started Hackberry Rod and Gun down there. So, yeah, uh, Terry was on TV with me. I don't It could have been 25 years ago, maybe a little less, so it might have been Terry. He used to do tips on a uh, TV station down there in Lake Charles. Right, here's one, says the one fish I hate to catch is a sail cat. You end up with five feet of slime on your line. Yep, been there, done that. Uh, the second worst fish is a needle nose fish. They stick and uh, it stays on your hand all day. Uh, Here's one says, good morning, Don. I enjoyed listening to you last week while you substituted for Tommy Tucker. My question to you is, why do most restaurants not offer redfish on their menu? Uh, Pretty simple. Redfish is a game fish, which means it can't be put into sale or commerce. Uh, There are some redfish farms that farm the fish, and if they are imported from a state that allows harvest of redfish they can be sold but uh, most places now substitute the the puppy drum which to me is a sweeter taste than fish Uh, but redfish that's why you won't see it it's just the availability is not there because it is a game fish all right here's the silver hill guy he says the fish he hates to see come up is the big old stingray now stingray they'll hurt you and i gotta tell you i don't like them either and i will generally cut the line because uh, the way that hook gets up underneath them and they whip that tail around, that is a recipe for disaster. They sting you, and uh, you're going to feel the pain. I've seen people actually get physically ill, sick, and had to be brought in from uh, stingray poisoning or venom, whichever it is. Here's one that says the old eel. Now you know the small eels not so bad, but if you've ever caught one of those big offshore eels, those big reddish brown ones, that's like a like a four or five foot snake. Snapping, coming on the boat, that's not a pretty sight. You're right about that. All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Mitch Jurisic. We'll get a report down there from Delta Marina, find out what's going on there. And at the Ponderosa Restaurant, he's been doing some offshore fishing, got to snap a snapper boat, fishes out of his marina. We've got a lot to talk about. We'll be back to do it right after we let all our sponsors tell you their messages and hope you'll listen to them. I'm Don Dubuque. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, here's uh, someone concerned about uh, my horse, Scout. So I'm guessing Scout is sleep-deprived. If you leave the radio on, the time, how can he possibly sleep? Okay, yeah, I know, standing up. Uh, horses do sleep standing up, but they also can lay down. He lays down every now and then but and gets a little nap, but mostly sleeps standing up. But the radio's in the barn, and outside the barn he's got about two acres of pasture, so he can get away from it if he doesn't want to hear it. And he has to go in the barn to listen to it. So don't worry about old Scout. He gets plenty of sleep. All right, here's one uh, on the fish that you hate to see come up. Frankie D. Yeah, there he is. I'm talking about the king of the, the Tick-Far River. That's who that is. He says the old gaspagoo while he's sockele fishing. Yeah, goos are not bad. It's, that's like a freshwater drum. But uh, if, give me a sockele over a gaspagoo every time. Right, here's one that says I hate to fight a bull drum. And when you see him, it's big and nasty. Not good, full of worms, absolute truth, and that is a lot of work. You get a big bull red, you know, maybe one that uh, might go 25 pounds or so, and you fight that thing, and, you know, it digs down, and you finally get it, and when it pops up, instead of being a big, beautiful bull red, it's a a big old nasty drum fish. Not a pretty sight. All right, um, here's one says, Don, you ever think that there will be an attempt to bring smallmouth bass and walleye to Louisiana waters? Thanks. That's from the Big Man Bassin. Uh, Actually, there have been a couple of walleye caught up in north Louisiana, but our climate and water is not conducive to walleye. So I don't think you'll ever really see a viable population of walleye in the state. Now, smallmouth bass, we have what people call a Kentucky bass it's very closely related to the smallmouth. It's, it's smaller like a smallmouth. It, it fights hard, uh, but uh, the actual smallmouth bass, I just don't think that they can survive in the Louisiana waters. So largemouth and Kentucky bass is what it's called uh, if you want to catch a, a different type of bass. All right, here's a question on uh, personal flotation devices. Are there two different self-inflating PFDs, one that you must pull to activate and one that self-inflates when it enters the water. Yeah, there are I've got one that with the pull cord, but I never use it. In fact, if I if I used it, I'd have a backup on. And maybe that's what I ought to do, just to test it. But once you test it, then you gotta, you know, put in a new CO2 cartridge, which how do you test that one? So it's kind of like you never know if it's really gonna work, and they have a blow-up tube that's attached that you're supposed to be able to blow air into it to inflate it. But, uh, you, you know, you're getting tossed around in the seas. You don't know what kind of condition you're going to be in. If you're involved in a boating accident, uh, the old school, to me, is still the answer. And here's one that says, man, I really hate to see my mother-in-law show up. Oh, you mean fish. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I could give out your, your number, and uh, maybe your mother in laws listening, you'd be in big trouble. But I won't do that. All right, uh, we're hearing from Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Years ago, he was fishing in Lake Arthur. Oh, that was the part of the, the garfish that didn't. It's funny, Justin. Your first part of your text showed up much later than the last part. So we finally figured out who it was that doesn't like to see the garfish. Uh, Doug wants to know if the middle pearl, uh, wants to fish the middle pearl, wondering if the bridge over the west pearl on Highway 90 is open. Uh, I'm not sure if it is or not. i not mistaken, I do remember getting a report that it was open. Um, Ed from Wilmer, Alabama, Stingray. Yeah, Stingray is right up there on top. And here's one uh, like Tonto said, get "Get 'em up, Scout." <laughs> Shout out to you and your horse. I hope you're listening, Scout. All right, uh, L- Lafitte LT. Oh, we got to add you to our list. That's a new name. For, uh, we got these handles i got a list of, I don't know, maybe 60 or 70 of them now. One day I'll go over them. Where in the world were those 30-plus inches trout caught that were on your Facebook page earlier this week? Wow. Well, obviously, we marked you absent last week because uh, the gentleman that caught those fish was with us. His name is Captain Jeremy Torres. He fishes Laguna Madre uh, near Corpus Christi off the Texas coast, and he told us all about where to catch them, how to catch them, and the best time of year. And they're trophy fish, and he he mentioned that the reason they attribute having that size fish, there always was a good big trout fishery there, but they reduced their limit last year to three fish, and there's a 17 to, I believe, 24 or maybe 26-inch, I think it was 24, slot. In other words, you can only keep the fish that fall in that size. So the big ones get released, and you're releasing a lot of little fish, and uh, it's working for them as far as big fish, but you know, it's, you're know you not going to fill the boat with meat uh, over in that area. But that's where they came from, Laguna Madre, and I'm trying to schedule a trip there this fall is when the fishing there for the big trout really happens. All right, if you've got a, a, a message for us, 504-260-1870, we take fishing reports, we take questions, we take comments, and this morning we're asking you this question. When you catch that fish, you finally get him up to the top, you've been fighting him, what is it you hate to see? We've had a variety of text in. We'd love to hear yours. All right, this week uh, we've mentioned the Tarpon Rodeo coming up uh, at the end of the month. Tarpon is starting to get active. And in honor of that, uh, on Bayou Wild TV this week, we have a replay of one of the uh, – it may be the all-time favorite TV feature I've done on Bayou Wild TV, and it's called Tarpon of a Lifetime. We had a young cancer patient from up north, Tanner Kilm, and his dad come down uh, – Captain Jeremy with Stillwater Charters was kind enough to donate a trip for a fish of a lifetime. We left out of the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and this young man caught not one, but three tarpon, one close to the biggest ever caught on the boat. We captured it on video. It's on the story. It's on TV now. Go to BayouWildTV.com. And it's on YouTube. You can watch it right away, or you can catch it on any of the channels and cable systems and broadcast channels where the program airs. That's a great one. Also, a little bit later on when I get some time, I'm going to mention to you Season 9 is getting ready to start in the first week in August, and we'll tell you what's coming up with that. But right now we take a quick break, and we'll get back to Captain Darrell Carpenter, find out what Grand Isle's producing. Boy, I'm seeing more and more big trout than, than in a long, long time from the Grand Isle there. If you want to get down there and get you some, listen up. Daryl's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, lots of stuff going on on Grand Isle since it's been uh, rebuilt, basically, from Hurricane Ida. We're approaching a year anniversary in El Capitan. Daryl Carpenter joins us from realscreamers.com. Daryl Allen's going to be jumping this weekend. The weather's right. They've got a big event going on down there. Fish should be biting. What you been doing, Uh, Don, the
2: fish have been biting pretty good. We've, uh, the the last couple of days, we've had a little deal where a lot of our fish, well, leastwise where we've been fishing, a lot of our fish have turned small on us. Uh, we're having, having to weed through the throwbacks. But, uh, but yeah, the fish, yesterday was really good. Yesterday, the fish, the fishing picked up. Aside from what we did, I got reports that, uh, trout were caught just about everywhere, everywhere from Fort Bayou, up and down the rock jetties on Grand Isle. Uh, some over by Fouchon. Most people went to the east, but, uh, yeah, there were, there were fish everywhere. Uh, steady, steady line of traffic coming in on the island yesterday. So yeah, that beach fest is going to be a little bit busy. However, I can tell you that it looks like a lot of them might be here to party this weekend because I'm actually by myself right now where I'm at. And, uh, that's unusual. So it, it might be a lot of partying going on, not a whole lot of fishing going on this weekend.
0: Darrell, we've got uh, rodeos going on, CCA Star. I was amazed to see, you know, the number of five-plus-pound trout that have been coming in. Uh, In your experience, if somebody's looking uh, not so much for quantity, but they're looking for that one big fish, would you say that rock jetty is the one uh, down there by Caminata? Maybe that might be the spot. What would be some, some spots typically where you might catch the biggest trout but not as many?
2: Well, if you're going to be targeting big trout, you definitely want to be on the beach or, you know, out closer to bigger water. Um, you know, the, the rock jetties at Fouchon last week. I mean, you know, it, it, we, we did several, several fish, just fish in plastic. We several fish over three pounds yesterday, uh, or last week at the rock jetty at Fouchon. Uh, you got to be close to the big water, close to the Gulf, because that's where those bigger fish kind of go once they, you know, once they mature and go out. Um, if you want to be, you know, the old trout master days of Charlie Lear and and uh, Mr. Geist and all them boys,
0: you know, there you really need it.
2: Uh, you know, it's the same thing. You can get you can get a quantity of bait, or you can get quality of bait. If you want quality of bait, you need to go catch your own uh, big croakers, big pogies, something that hasn't been drugged through a shrimp net, uh, something that's still healthy and full of slime and can and can you know really swim and act up. Uh, you got to be patient. It takes that individual. You know, Don, we've had we've had many, many trips where we leave the dock in the morning and people tell us, look, we want big trout. We want big trout. So we, we bait up for big trout with big bait and so forth. And then you pull up next to someone or someone within eyesight, and you're fishing for big trout, and they're catching knotheads under a carp, you know, it's 10 to your one. And it's usually it's not long before that customer says, hey, can we do that? And it's like, no, I can't do that because that fish is not going to eat a five-inch long croaker. Uh, you know <laughs> so um so you got to go with the patience you know you if you if you're going to do it then you got to dedicate yourself to doing it and know that you might go home with three four five fish
0: now for people that want to fish with pogies and i know you do you and i have had a lot of success on live pogies you got any tips for Uh-oh. keeping them alive they're tough
2: Uh oh yeah they are tough you got to have a good circulating live well you don't need to touch them um you got to uh I'm sorry, I got one that's that's spooling a reel right now. Uh, (laughs) But uh, you've got to – the best thing to do if you cast that in pogies is really to have a champagne or a five-gallon bucket. Don't ever touch them. Dump your cast net directly into that champagne or that five-gallon bucket. If you've got any trash that you want to pick out, pick it out then. But then don't – and make it quick. Don't touch your pogies. Just throw them directly into your live well. You know, well it's got to have a good flow in it, but not so much that it beats them up. That'll kill them, too. So, and you, and you know, use a dip net
0: gotta... because if you got the sunscreen or insecticide on your hands, that'll definitely kill them. Darrell, I hope when you get that one in, that I heard that drag screaming, that real screaming, is not one that you hate to see. What is the one fish, when it comes up after somebody on your boat's been fighting it, you hate to see? What, which one would it be for you?
2: Well, right now, it's the daggum ladyfish. They're big, they're huge, they're
0: all <laughs> over the damn place. Um now we've had
2: a we had some bull we had some good bull reds here yesterday so we've got bull reds coming through every now and then. Uh that might have been a shark the way he was running he just cut us off. Uh there's been a few sharks. Um you know it's who knows. I mean it's it's the time of the year that jack crevel show up and everything else. So you know you just when you're fishing the gulf you don't know
0: what you're going to get. You got that right. Daryl, thanks for the report. Uh, keep on fishing my friend. Uh you can get you at 225-937-6288 or realscreamers.com, and he's on my website. All right, put the phone down. Get the rod in the hand. We'll see you next week, Darrell. <laughs> Have a good one, Don. Bye-bye. All righty. There he goes off into the sunrise. That's what we do here. We don't do sunsets on this show. All right, we'll be back with hour number two. We're going to take some more of your text messages. The one fish, when it comes up, you didn't know what it was? You just hate to see it. What is it? 504-260-1870. More fishing reports, bad boy, and more on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.